scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morency. The pips, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Throwing it down. The Monday night meltdown has begun. As uh, we break it down, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the NFC Conference favorite Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers at that survive a late scare at the Meadowlands uh, this evening, our old stomping grounds, as Danny Dimes nearly pulls off the miracle. The New York Giants rolled out their old classic uh, uniforms, and they look sharp, and they played pretty sharp uh, as well. Say what you will about the New York uh, football uh, Giants. Their, Their record doesn't indicate it. And you are what your record says you are, right? As Bill Parcells, the former New York Giant, great, uh, so eloquently stated. And it is report card time. Now we're the, at the halfway uh, part, of, uh, part of the National Football League uh, season. Uh, it really doesn't matter in the end, right? You know, if you were close or not. If you lost the game, you lost the game. And if you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it wasn't pretty. Uh, but they found a way to win uh, the football game. 25-23 final score. Uh, Giants uh, won a football game earlier this year when Washington uh, failed to convert on a two-point uh, conversion. Uh, Riverboat Rod Rivera, of course, lived up to his name and went for the two, uh, went for the win. And um, uh, tonight they were unable to tie uh, the football game late. Paul Bovey's going to step up in it. We're going to do our uh, our weekly line check, week nine of the NFL. Uh, Thursday night football, uh, good news, bad news. The good news is Thursday night football, it doesn't involve anybody from the NFC East. And I think we've all seen these teams from the NFC East enough, uh, right? But you know who's on Monday Night Football next week? It ain't pretty, man. It's the New England Patriots and the New York Jets. Like, dear God. Uh, like, really? We're going to have to subject ourselves to this? Even Bill Belichick has given up. <laughs> like, even Bill Belichick has given up uh, on the New England Patriots uh, season uh, right now. Belichick basically uh, said, said today, what the hell do you want us to do, all right? We sold out. We won a bunch of Super Bowls. We're paying the price for it now. Now you're paying the price for not getting along with Tom Brady and letting him go. Because don't tell me if Tom Brady was still on the New England Patriots that they would suck as much as they do uh, right now. Uh, but Bill Belichick thinks he can coach anybody up. We said it before. We're going to say it again. Bill Belichick is the best coach ever to coach in the National Football League. But Bill Belichick, the general manager, um, is not best general manager. He is the Greg Popovich of the National Football League. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. You want some of this, don't you? Yeah! Well, you need to know the winners. And I know the winners. So call me now. Whoa! $5 for the first minute. $2 for each additional minute. You have reached the coach's hot line. Line. Yeah, lay it on me, coach. In the game of my MA mm-hmm. versus Sin. Cincinnati. Sin. Cincinnati. Not. Cincinnati. Come on, come on. Don't you realize this is costing me money? 
Let's roll. The Monday Night Meltdown has begun. Paul Bovey stepping up and in. We got George Kurtz uh, kicking it with us in level two uh, tonight. Of course, uh, we know uh, that it is, uh, you know, the countdown to the election. Uh, but, you know, truth be told, if, you know, if you really want political talk, you're going to tune in to a political, uh, you know, cable news station, um, you know, political talk radio show. Uh, we're here uh, to break down the NFL, do a line check, college football, uh, Major League Baseball, hard to believe, but the uh, free agency uh, has begun. The tendering uh, period has begun. So there's a lot of stuff to get to. But at the same point in time, we are aware uh, that it is a pretty big event uh, tomorrow. The most uh, the, the most bet event in world history, actually. It's pretty crazy, man. The international world markets are going crazy. Uh, just for the record, uh, just to do a quick uh, overnight line check uh, right now, Joe Biden currently minus 188 uh, internationally, of course, the international markets. And he was two to one over the weekend, now down to a minus 188. Let's bring in uh, Paul Bovey, um, and we're going to run the gauntlet with Paul. Like I said, Paul, we won't uh, spend too much uh, time on this, but uh, I remember we spoke uh, when President Trump um, got coronavirus, and we were talking about the international uh, betting uh, markets, and you were intrigued. Did you end up uh, making a move at all? Gabe, I'm on both sides, and I'm embarrassed to say I have locked in a small loss. Because I believe in small losses when you're basically dealing in a coin flip, which I feel we are now, rather than sit there and hope and pray that you win and with the other side of the uh, coin being a big loss. So I'm going to sit and just watch what happens. You know, I'll root for my candidate of choice and I'll not have a vested interest in the result. You know, you know, the way I feel about it, too, is that I've said it. I think I lean with Biden, Biden winning, but the odds don't justify it. I feel like put it this way. If this is a UFC fight, the fight's a pick em. It's a toss up. Either guy could win the fight. Yet one of the guys is minus 188. And you could argue, man, you're getting the champion as an underdog uh, as well. Just to throw out all the politics. We're just looking at it from a number standpoint here, guys. That's it. Solely. Just it. I personally think Biden squeezes it out, but I don't think there's value at the number, Paul. That's my assessment. Well, well, I think if you want to pick up a few nickels, which you could, for example, tonight I found a site that was minus 180 and plus 183 on the other side. So you could probably, if you want to make a few coins and tie up a few dollars, hey, go you shopping. can make that. But- <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and this is, it's just called arbitrage. And, and, you know, as a professional sports guy, I do this all the time and, you know, just try to play correlated things that are going to work out in my favor where I have a mathematical advantage. In this case, you have what I call and what I use very sparingly, but what others use way too much you have free money because you could just play one side versus the other side and like i said pick up a few nickels without having to stand in front of a train paul bovey covers.com kicking it uh, with us all right uh, so paul uh, you are a new york football giant uh, fan uh, i was very close to the team my old stomping uh, grounds and it was nice to see the meadowlands uh, this evening i missed doing the show there uh, from a nightly uh, on a nightly basis, and um, it's funny when I was there, I was like, "Dear God, I spend way too much time at this place." Uh, but now I actually do miss it. <laughs> uh, but 
New York Giants. So you are what your record says you are, as Bill Parcells, the New York Giant, uh, great, uh, stated. And, you know, the New York Giants have won one football game this year. But really, they've been in every game this year except that San Francisco game. And I know there's no moral victory, so it gets a little bit old. It gets a little bit frustrating. And, you know, so I'm going to ask you as a Giant fan, although, you know, you 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 don't bet with your heart, but for, from, from a Danny Dimes standpoint, it's frustrating. The turnovers continue, uh, but then you see the you know the you know the dimes continue as well. You see he can make big plays. Where are you at with Danny Dimes? The way I see it personally, you give him next year, right? There's a new coach this year, whatever. They're working things out. It was coronavirus, blah blah. You give him until next year, and if it doesn't work, then you know you think about it. But how do you feel about this giant uh, team? Because like I said, they have been competitive, but they're not winning. Well, let me just tell you, that last interception put me on tilt. I'm going to have to apologize to the neighbors tomorrow. And, and it's all, not only from my fanhood speaking here, but also from a, a betting standpoint, I needed that last touchdown. I needed it bad. It was, it's, he's very frustrating to watch, but he's not a guy you can throw the towel in on because you could see he has the will to win and he's capable. It's just that he makes these regresses and makes these idiotic decisions. And it's just extremely frustrating as a Giant fan. And you bring out an excellent point. And if not for Nick Mullins turning into Superman after getting in the phone booth, maybe they <laughs> could have won that San Francisco game. Uh, of course, Nick Mullins tends to do these things once in a while. But they have been in every single game this year. They're a little like the L.A. Chargers. If you look at these games, you can make a case that they could have won each and every one except for that San Francisco game. Uh, it's a shame because I'd like to see better. I've been a longtime Giant fan. I am a longtime Giant fan. And, of course, I'd like to see better things. But I, I see light at the end of the tunnel Unlike the other team in New York, which I, and I have a prop bet for you, by the way. Do you think you will hear the mention? I see ghosts in the first five minutes of next Monday night's game. And I say it, the odds are minus 180 on the yes. What do you say? Yeah, I'm going to have to. I'll jump in. I'll jump on board and share the background uh, with people on this. Right. Uh, as far as Sam Darnold is concerned. <laughs> Well, I, last year they played the New England Patriots. It was a whitewash. I believe they were shut out, something like 34 nothing. And at one point he was overheard on the sidelines saying, yeah. I see ghosts. And it was an embarrassing moment for Sam Donald. And, you know, he's a likable guy, and you don't want to see that. No more but, embarrassing uh, than getting something- on, Paul. <laughs> it, it's going to be something – it's going to be, in, in terms of Jet history – it's going to be – it's not as bad as the uh, butt fumble butt by fumble? Mark Sanchez, yeah. yeah. but it's going to be right there with it. Well, the mono's got to be up there too. Sam Darnold, like you said, he's had quite the auspicious career, bro. Right? He's been hurt all the time. He's seen ghosts. Um, uh, he got mono. He got mono, which, you know, I, I really don't – You know, he's got to be the only quarterback in NFL history ever to miss significant time with mono uh, before. Um, and listen, they're they're going to have a decision to make because they're terrible, 
right? They, they're really bad. They, they might fall ass backwards into Trevor Lawrence right now, and they're going to have to throw their golden boy, Sam Darnold, out of the bus, Paul, and they like this kid. Yeah, and there's talk they could get number one draft picks or whatever. They might get a later round first. I, I don't see them getting a, a, a top ten pick for this kid because even though it might not be his fault at this time because certainly the last few weeks he's had uh, – and I got another question for you later, but he's had very little to work with here in terms of receivers. Uh, it's It's been pretty bad. It's It's just not his fault, but I don't think anybody is going to – uh, invest or mortgage their future by giving up a top 10 or a top 15 pick to get Sam Donald at this point. Uh, we're going into a break uh, here momentarily, uh, but we'll hit this. Uh, just for the record, guys, how uh, the mighty have fallen as far as the New England Patriots are concerned. They're only seven-point favorites over the New York Jets. Monday Night Football next week. Patriots open up seven point favorites. Andrew, total 41. We'll get Paul Bowlby's thoughts. One of the best of the pits on the other side. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Don't ruin your appetites. I'm buying lunch for everybody on me. Oh, what's the occasion? I'm rich. I won my bets on the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, and I chunked it all on a hockey game, and I won that. All right, all right. How much did you win? 116 bucks. What a windfall. Yeah. Yeah, I still feel tingly. Sports Rage Late Night continues. I'm Marenzi. Monday Night Meltdown. Shout out to all of our radio affiliates. Uh, We're kicking it with Paul Bovey, Covers.com. Uh, covers experts. Um, Paul, a lot of stuff to get to, a lot of big games. Um, it's hard to believe we're already halfway through uh, the National Football League season uh, right now. Just for the record, uh, guys, um, and I'm sure you saw this, um, everybody, uh, Javon Wims, a dude on the Chicago Bears who lost it, started slapping uh, Gardner Johnson in the head. Um, yeah, I don't know why. Like, honestly, he should have pulled the old UFC foot stomp, uh, Paul. So basically, like, what's the use of punching someone in a football helmet? You're only going to hurt your hand. You're not hurting the dude. You know, I, I understand grabbing a face mask and, like, you know, pulling him around with it. That I understand. Um, I, you know, punch the dude in the stomach. That's what he should have done if he really wanted to get him. Like, like it really would have surprised him, too. Just walk up and punch him right in the gut, man. Or stomp on his foot with your cleat type thing if you really wanted to get him. But punching him in the head. And listen, it was a big play. And, you know, I, uh, Matt Nagy is so clueless, Paul. He said after, I didn't even see it happen. I didn't know it happened. It's like, how are you the head coach? You're standing on the field, bro. How do you not notice there's a brawl going on? <laughs> like, like, I don't like, it's baffling to me. I said it earlier, like, I would consider cutting the dude. Like, the more I thought about it, I was like, I can't have this guy on my team. He's an embarrassment. It was stupid. Number one, it was stupid. Number two, you look like uh uh, you know, and I'm I'm surprised that the police, the PC police aren't out on Gardner Johnson's ass right now, because uh, he said that uh, Wims uh, punches like a girl. 
So I was like, oh, boy, now people are going to get mad about that comment. Uh, but, yeah, what a stupid move, Paul. But I was just going to say, he got yeah, a well, two-game it, suspension. Two-game suspension from the NFL. It, you hit a guy in the helmet, it's it's symbolic. Uh, but he should have pulled... Remember Lyle Alzado? Lyle Alzado would rip the helmet off first, and then he'd go after the guy. That's, that would have been the wise decision if he really wanted to retaliate. That's the way to do it. I mean, to hit a guy in the helmet, as you said, it, it you could break your hand. Uh, doesn't make any sense to me, but of course, in the heat of the moment... You just want to get back at the guy. I think, uh, did he, am I correct that he, he stuck his finger in his eye or something? So uh, I, I can't blame him for, uh, you know, getting he some did, like, sort of retaliation, things. but it might not have been the, the best way to is, do it. And it garnered, they're not even denying it, but, you know, he's denying that he spit on him. Wims is saying that he spit, he got spit on um, as well. So basically there's all kinds of, like, clips and, Gardner Johnson was out of control all game, bro. He was poking everybody in the face. He kept sticking his fingers in everyone's helmet. And, like, he was trying to poke him in the eye. And um, he mocked Miller's height, Anthony Miller. Um, Like, you know, he kept mocking his height and stuff. And he was like, you know, he put his hand up over his head. He kept saying things to him. He was talking smack all day. He ripped, he put his hand in in Wims' face mask and pulled his mouth guard out. And I don't know why, bro. Like, there's a pandemic. Why do you want to stick your hand in the guy's mouth? Right? But whatever. So Gardner Johnson, like, kept sticking his hand in everyone's face mask. I don't know why the refs let him get away with it, but they were. And you see, there's a lot of evidence he was doing it. And then finally, um, now they're say, he's saying he got spit on, too. And Johnson didn't deny anything else. But he said, I never spit on him. He said, that's not true. I never spit on him. But he hits like a girl. Well, you know. He got suspended two games. It was a 15-yard penalty, and then Foles throws a pick on the next play, <laughs> right? So, you know, the wheels fell off after the fact. Uh, but let's let's move forward. I wanted to ask you, so you brought up Nick Mullins, and, you know, listen, man, Nick Mullins came in last year, whenever the hell it was. I have a hard time all these years connect together, but you remember he came in on Monday Night Football or Thursday Night Football, whatever, and he set a record. And, you know, Nick Mullins has actually been pretty good, in my opinion, Paul. What's your take on Nick Mullins? Because he's the new quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers. And I don't know if it was Booger McFarlane. I think it was. But people are throwing it out there right now that Shanahan wants a better quarterback than Jimmy G, uh, actually. And, you know, they, they you know will they move on, actually? Something to keep our eye on. But... What's your take on this? And we should know, guys, Aaron Jones looks like he's going to be out. I know it's not official. It's only Monday night, but I don't think Aaron Jones is playing, guys. So Aaron Jones is, like, most likely out of this football. Like, he's not playing. So Aaron Jones is out. A.J. Dillon's got coronavirus. Jamal Williams has been exposed uh, to coronavirus. They don't have any running backs. It's starting to catch up a little bit, too. Aaron Jones was having a great year, Paul. Opening number right now, three and a half. Green Bay favorite on the road. What's your quick take on this one? The the issue with, you know, if there was a word for a bipolar quarterback, Nick Mullins would define it. I remember that Monday night game very well. He actually compiled a perfect rating, 16 to 22 of uh, 260, three touchdowns, no interceptions. And then for the duration of the year, he proceeded to throw nine in uh, nine touchdowns, ten interceptions. Couldn't get over a hundred in terms of a rating, but twice 
and that be, be that slightly, and he just relegated himself to mediocrity or less. Then he comes in and torches the New York Giants early in the year. He went 25 at 36, 350, and then the next week he was yanked during the Eagle game. Now, look, I have nothing but love for Nick Mullins right now because I had the 49er team total yesterday over 25 and a half, and it wasn't small. So he rescued me. So I'll never say a foul word about <laughs> Nick Mullins, but can I back him on the uh, uh, go against him or for him? Knowing how inconsistent and unpredictable he is, nada. And it's got to be starting to be a frustrated and an angry Aaron Rodgers. Um, and as well, let's not forget, guys, how much do you play? And does it matter to you at all that San Francisco beat, you know, the revenge spot? You know, I'll tell you what, Aaron Rodgers has not been very successful. This is his hometown game uh, as well. And he, he hasn't played there that much in his career. He's from the Bay Area. And, you know, I don't know if like we'll get his record throughout the week, but he struggled. He hasn't had a ton of success. Uh, against San Francisco in his backyard. Um, they're, they're laying three and a half right now. It's amazing. San Francisco just depleted with injuries. And let me let me ask you something, uh, Paul. I brought this up earlier. I said, you know, how the Buccaneers, you know, are the NFC NFC favorites, according to the odds makers, slightly. You know, they're 7-1 to to win the Super Bowl. Seattle are 8-1 to uh, to win the Super Bowl right now. Um, so I don't buy in. I mean, do you believe that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the best team in the NFC? Like, let me ask you, do you think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to the Super Bowl? Watching tonight, my opinion of Tampa Bay is actually went down a few notches. The secondary definitely leaves a little bit to be desired. I don't know if they had an off night. But there were open receivers downfield, and Danny Dimes just missed them. I understand their run defense is at times impenetrable, but and they have Tom Brady, and they have an array of weapons now that could be called second to none. But that secondary scares me a bit. But looking at the rest of the league, I would have to say they were they are favored because you can make a case that Seattle is much worse on defense, and they are. And they have a few injuries, although they will get Jamal Adams back this week, which I think will help them out a little bit. But there's just nobody in the NFC who stands out. And as far as the Packers go, their defense is also – uh, there are issues there. They could not stop Dalvin Cook this week, even though they knew he was going to get the ball. I mean, Kirk Cousins only threw it 14 times, completed 11. Their offense, Green Bay's, is formidable. Uh, Aaron Rodgers had another solid game, but the defense is a major liability at this point. Updated numbers, and you know I'm not the most patient guy. So when it comes to futures, some you know some I like, some I don't like. But we are halfway through the season right now. We're into November. Everything is seemingly on track right now with the National Football League as far as the season is concerned and their schedule. So let's just uh, give an update, and I'll ask you, Paul, uh, if you think there's a value uh, pick uh, here at all, or if you think even Kansas City or Kansas City actually value. Are Kansas City that much better than everybody? They're plus 350 to win the Super Bowl right now. Pittsburgh Steelers check in at 6-1. to one. 
to win the Super Bowl. Tampa Bay, 7-1. to one. Seattle, 8-1. to one. Baltimore, 10-1. to one. Green Bay, 11-1. to one. New Orleans, 13-1. to one. My Buffalo Bills, 22-1. to one. And then the Indianapolis Colts are 24-1. to one. That's the top nine uh, Super Bowl um, the Super Bowl odds. Um, so I'll ask you, Paul, any value in your opinion? Like, where do you stand uh, right now on this? I'd say New Orleans is the value. If you get 13 to one with New Orleans, Pittsburgh to me is way. If there, I don't know how many seven and O teams there have been in the history of the NFL, but I would just say, without knowing who the other teams are, Pittsburgh is near the bottom uh, in terms of quality of uh, of, of team. What's it? You're not. Uh, we we got. We're going. We're going to a break here. We'll get uh, we'll get your your take on the Steelers. That's that's hardcore. I like how you said. I don't even know who the other seven and O teams are, but I got to believe the Steelers are the worst seven and O team because that seems to be the theme of the week every week. I hear that from people. I don't really believe the Steelers are that great, but they keep finding ways to winning football games. I was on them against Baltimore. I don't buy into Baltimore. I don't think Baltimore can beat good teams in the playoffs. You know, against good defenses. No, I'm sort of discounting. We'll play like process of elimination on the other side. I still think Seattle can get it done and just outscore everybody. I, I think Seattle is the best team in the NFC. This is Sports Rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Hey, wait a second. What are you doing? You're not betting. You know he's not supposed to bet. Come on, Jerry. It's a lock. Kramer, you've had this thing under control for almost three years now. Don't start again. But it's a lock. No. Sports Rage Late Night continues. I'm Marenzi. We're kicking it with Paul Bovey. Covers experts.com in the house. All right. A lot of stuff. We're just talking futures right now. But we always do a line check. Paul knows the drill. I go through all the games, and he steps up uh, and in and shares his thoughts. We want to find, uh, you know, we want to find out what games Paul uh, dropped his money on. And um, you know, I'm not going to share Paul's business, uh, but he bets significant units uh, on these games. He's the one moving these numbers um, early, early in the week. I look forward to your take on this Clemson Notre Dame situation as well, without uh, Trevor Lawrence. So, so you were just saying going into the break, you don't you don't buy into the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I was talking, uh, Paul, about sort of a process of elimination, a process of elimination uh, in the National Football League as far as the futures are concerned. So Kansas City, yes. Can Kansas City win the Super Bowl? Hell yes, they can. And we haven't had a team repeat in a long time, so we're almost due for it. Before the year started, I said they would. I said it was going to be Kansas City and Seattle. I say KC repeats. Pittsburgh? I I don't think Pittsburgh are going to the Super Bowl either. I think Pittsburgh will get knocked off by KC uh, in the playoffs. Tampa, I'm on the fence with. I think they are dangerous. I think they can beat anybody, Tampa, but I think they could lose to anybody uh, in the playoffs. I've got Seattle, bro, as the best team here. Uh, so they're 8-1. to one. Baltimore, so you know, I discount Pittsburgh, uh, put Tampa in the maybe, but no. Let's discount Tampa in my opinion. I got Seattle, yes. 
Baltimore, no. I don't buy into Baltimore. I don't think they can win big games in the playoffs. I have a hard time believing the Packers. They have a consistency problem. You called it. The New Orleans Saints, to me, are that other dangerous team. Everyone talks about Drew Brees and his arm is dead and blah, blah, blah. But if you look, Paul, I don't have to tell you, these guys are winning football games without Michael Thomas, without Emmanuel Sanders. And Drew Brees' arm isn't as dead as people think, bro. If you look at, like, uh, you know, if you look at, you're a big stock guy, you're a big numbers analytics guy, I don't have to tell you, Drew Brees is actually playing good football. The whole his arm is dead thing, is he thir- is he 28 years old anymore? No. But Drew Brees isn't done. He's not a liability in the playoffs. They're going to get healthier as the season goes. Their defense is playing good football. I, I can buy in that they're that they're more dangerous. Like no one's talking about them, but they're dangerous, Paul. Well, first of all, you threw me a hanging curveball with the Steelers, and I hope you weren't uh, going around bragging yesterday that you had the Steelers over the Ravens. <laughs> they were outgained four seventy three to two twenty one, and I'm sure Tra- uh, Travis Fulgham's mother is very happy with the Steelers because they made a household name of. Uh, her son, uh, who went off for 10 catches for 152 yards when they barely beat yeah, the yeah. Eagles. It's, it may have looked a little differently at 38-29, but reality is they scored a few lucky touchdowns and a late one. Uh, I don't think they're very good. Uh, the defense didn't show up uh, yesterday. They, they, Lamar Jackson basically gave the game away. They could not stop Baltimore's running game. They've had trouble in the, even uh, in the secondary, letting up uh, several games uh, to uh, receivers uh, who gained over 100 yards. I'm not impressed with them. And as far as Kansas City goes, look, the Chiefs, to me, are a little overrated. You look at the Broncos and the Bills. Yes, they played those teams in inclement weather. And benefited from that. They're used to that. But they gave up 500 yards to the Raiders and Chargers. Lost to the former. uh, Should have uh, lost to the former. And the latter should have beaten them. If not for some second half uh, blunders by the quarterback. Who's done outstanding this year. But there was uh, a couple plays that he could have made that he did not. And and an interception or two. So I'm going to back off from the Chiefs and and side with the Saints for value. And as far as Drew Brees having a dead arm, you can have a drop-off in your arm if you have accuracy like Drew Brees. He completes 70-plus percent of his passes. And as you stated, Michael Thomas has been conspicuously absent from the lineup which has certainly hurt the town field passing game. And last week, Emmanuel Sanders was out as well, and I think he was out this week too. Uh, Callaway was out, who caught eight balls last week for 75 yards. So he's had to work with some, you know, uh, he's had to work with less than great Smith. talent there. Yeah, yeah and Taquan Smith, he's okay. But as things get back to normal, and if they shore up their secondary, this is a team that can go a long way in the playoffs. Uh, Paul Bovey kicking with us. All right, uh, Paul, instead of going through all the games, because I want to hear what uh, you liked and you jumped on already, what, what you can share uh, with us. But I want to ask you, so the Seattle Seahawks uh, take on the Buffalo Bills. And, you know, look, man, the Bills are 6-2. and two. So uh, you can't – no one can complain. I guess it's good news, you know, from, from – I'm a Bills fan, obviously – 
Uh, but I guess it's good news when we're the Bills and we're 6-2 and two and everyone's sort of in a bad mood about it, including the team. You know what I mean? Like, they're not playing great, but they're 6-2. and two. And, hey, 6 you are what your record says you are, so we'll take it. You know, they were lucky that Cam Newton fumbled, but it is what it is. They, you know, the Bills have fumbled a lot against Tom Brady, right? I mean, ask, ask about Leonis McAlvin that night. Um, so it's not like the Bills didn't give games away over the, the – that's just the way things go. So the Bills got the win. I'd like to see this offense get back on track a little bit. Now they get Seattle coming to town. Seattle, three-point road favorites at Buffalo, total uh, 54. What's your impression of this opening number? I'm going to give you five, the last name of five receivers. These are the five receivers that the Bills have faced the last two weeks. Mims, Berrios, Myers, Bird, and Zuber. I want you to give me the first name of three of them. <laughs> I know I know uh, Broxton Berrios from Miami. There's one of them. Uh, who else? <laughs> Myers, Bird, Zuber, and Mims. Uh, Denzel Mims. Denzel Mims. Greg Bird. Not bad, right? Who? Greg Bird. Who? Greg Bird. <laughs> no. Darius Bird. Okay. You better go on to Myers and Zuber. Maybe you'll get. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I'm not looking anything up uh, here either. No, I'm not going to go with uh, Zuber. All right. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going to go with him. I get okay. where you're going. So All right. What, now you're I, saying I, they face I, Metcalf I and Lockett. Yeah, I've made my point. These are the receivers they have faced the last two weeks with the New England Patriots and the New York Jets, and now it's a slight upgrade to, uh, to the Seattle receivers here, and I think they're going to have a little bit of trouble with D.J. Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. The Bills' defense, I don't know what happened, number three in uh, terms of total defense last year, number two in scoring defense. But this year, they are actually down a couple notches despite all those signings. And unless they get things, uh, get their groove on here, they're going to have a lot of trouble. But they're not going to hold Seattle to less than 27.5 points. This is a team total I've already jumped on in a few spots, or actually one spot, but multiple times. And uh, I, I think you can go over this number confidently that Seattle will get into the 30s unless there's a weather issue, which I look at the Buffalo weather, and it looks to be pretty sound. Yeah, exactly. That's that's always the case. And, you know, it was pretty windy this weekend across the board, uh, but teams will adjust to it moving forward. It's always tough uh, long-term uh, forecast. But as you stated, uh, looking forward uh, right now, guys, it actually says 68 degrees and sunny uh, in Buffalo with eight-mile-an-hour winds. And you got in earlier than it was 54. You you pounced. What else did you take a look at in the NFL early, Paul? No, it was actually strange. The look-ahead line was 54, 54, and I played it. I thought I got a bargain. It went down to 51. Yesterday, I woke up this morning, and I could not figure the move out. But I said, you know what? If you liked it at 54, you got to love it at 51. So I played it a couple times at 51, 52, and it's back up to 54. Somebody hit this. Maybe it was a fake move. I don't know what it was, but 
Uh, it's where it should be. Actually, I would make this 55, 56 in good weather. How do you go under Seattle? And how do you go under Buffalo's defense? And I think their offense is still pretty good. I like it. Um, what I know you took a look at the Jags and the Houston game. What's your thoughts on that one? Well, I'm going to bank on Jake Luton since uh, Gardner Minshew is out. And these teams played to a 30-14 decision a couple weeks ago. And I'm going to hope that Roby is out for Houston. He's their best corner. He went out in the Green Bay game on the first series, and Aaron Rodgers was just cherry-picking the whole way. The defense is not very good. Uh, I think there'll be points in this game. Jake Luton, by the way, out of Oregon State, and last year 28 touchdown passes versus three interceptions. I'd ra- put it this way. I'd rather have him than Bobby Hoyer or one of these uh, quarterbacks where you know what you're going to get built in mediocrity. Maybe they comes up with a big game. Maybe he pulls a Nick Mullins here. But I think he's facing a really poor defense. I jumped on the seven. I jumped on the over. I jumped on the team total. I think you'll see some points here. By the way, in that last game, 30 to 14, the uh, first quarter was scoreless, and then they picked it up later on. I think that's what you'll see here, and I'd, I'd make this total 53, so I think there's value here. I don't know what it is, Paul. I mean, I swear to God, did the Kansas City Chiefs ever play on the road? Did, they, is, did, did the NFL give these guys 10 home games this year? No, no road games for the Chiefs? It seems like they're at home every week, and they're at home once again, uh, laying 10.5 to the Carolina Panthers. Uh, McCaffrey expected to be back in this football game. You know, Carolina can't win, but they've been good in, in, in the underdog uh, role. Uh, they're getting 10 and a half here, you know, cream, cream, uh, you know, cupcake cream, uh, cream puff schedule for the Chiefs, uh, getting the Jets, now getting the Panthers. Um, numbers moved a little bit. Totals up to 52 and a half. What are your thoughts on the total? I know you took a look at this one. I played it at 51 because I just thought it was there was value there. And at 52 and a half, I still like it. And this is a play against both defenses because I made the point before that the Chiefs defense is not all that. Uh, 500 yards apiece to the Raiders and Chargers. And the Carolina rushing defense is porous, especially with these players out. Short is out. Matos is out. And it has hurt that run defense. And it didn't really come out that conspicuously uh, in this game against Atlanta, which I had the Falcons, because Todd Gurley is basically, they've got to put this guy out to pasture. He's just not getting it done outside of the first Carolina game. He's run the ball like 129 times or 139 times for 400, a little over 400 yards. He's a three and a half per yard uh, back which is not good enough in the NFL, but they're going to struggle with these backs with the Chiefs. They're going to struggle in pass defense, but Carolina will probably get into the 20s here. The game should go over the number. Uh, Paul Bovey covers experts uh, kicking it uh, with us. We've got a couple of minutes left on the other side. Uh, the quickest 120 minutes uh, in sports, although we might have an announcement uh, soon. We're just waiting for the press uh, releases. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, about uh, the late night anger management class. All right, we'll get it. We'll squeeze in some football talk on the other side. 
Nevada Wolfpack get it done against UNLV. Wolfpack looked really good this year. Notre Dame Clemson this week. Sports Rage, bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. All right, Sports Rage Late Night continues. I am Arendt, so we've got a couple more minutes with Paul Povey here. I see our chat is blowing up about the Champions League. We have some people uh, talking NFL uh, football, but hey, it's a free uh, it's a free world. You guys can uh, break down whatever you want, but uh, Grinch in Arizona uh, says, hey, Marenzi, Drew Brees can't throw a deep ball. And at that, Paul, I say, so what? It's not a long ball competition, right? And, uh, Josh Allen can throw the ball 80 yards in the air. So what? Like, a lot of quarterbacks can heave it. Uh, you know, the Drew Brees can win on his smarts. It's like a pitcher, as you talked about. It's like a pitcher that loses some velocity, uh, but is still, like, very, very effective. Very, very effective. And he's been doing it without any wide receivers all year as well. As you mentioned, it's weird with Thomas. He was hurt, then he was ready to come back, and then he got into a fight, and he was a jerk with everybody, so they benched him. And then he got mysteriously hurt again, <laughs> right? The injury was back. People thought, well, they're going to trade him, and I don't think they're going to do that. They said, no, no, uh, he's not getting traded. We'll see uh, We'll see when he's back. But um, Nevada Wolfpack, I was on him against UNLV. I, uh, man, it was a good pick. I wish I would have hammered it a little bit more. He's just saying now, I want your take on that game because I know you moved on it. And uh, what's your take on the Clemson-Notre Dame game? We've got about two minutes here. I don't have much of an opinion on Clemson-Notre Dame. I, I Look, uh, Clemson hasn't looked all that impressive. Very disappointing effort first. Syracuse, Notre Dame comes out flat at times, but Ian Book's a decent quarterback. As far as Nevada goes, look, this Carson Strong is a really good quarterback, and this is a soft opponent, and I think they're going to oppose their will here. Line opened up 14.5. I think it's up to 15, 15.5, 16. And I think they win the game rather comfortably. Demir Bird, by the way. Uh, oh, Demir. Gabe. Ah. Demir. <laughs> New England Patriots. Yeah. You know what? I played I played him in DFS. I knew who he was. I knew who he was. But, you know, as you get older, Paul, you just don't care what anyone's first name is anymore. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I Yo, love you, Paul. Bro. I know your last name. Paul Povey. Covers.com. Go to the expert page. Paul Povey. Follow him on Twitter. And you know what? Uh, we got the breeders this week, too. So follow Paul on, on Twitter for all your breeders uh, action. Thanks, Paul. Bring it. Take care, kids. Love you, people.